Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. In today's call, I'm talking about tread patterns, not the tread patterns on your tires or on your sneakers, although maybe they'll get on your sneakers. The reality is what I found over my course of my career is that we all have tread patterns in our houses, places where we habitually or maybe emotionally or disassociatively walk. Do you walk in your front door and go straight to the refrigerator? That's a tread pattern. It's a place that we go over and over again or a pattern that we do over and over again within our home. On today's call, I'm actually talking about tread patterns, what they are, and how to change or alter them. Take a listen. And please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We've got lots of great things coming out for the rest of 2021. And wait till you see what we've got in 2022. I'm so very excited to continue to expand in this arena. Thanks so much for listening. Tonight's topic is a little bit different and wanted to bring some content from uh, E3 and your emotional eating onto tonight's call. E3 is a online journey or course that you can purchase through the www.wendyfrancis.com website. However, you know, in each of that, there's 11 different modules, chock full of videos, audios, guidebook, workbook. We put a lot of heart and soul into E3. But I wanted to bring something up tonight that is imperative content that doesn't get talked about a lot. Last week, I talked about a topic that is not talked about a lot. And tonight, I'm going to take that to another level once again in a topic that's not talked about a lot. We hear things that are in vogue, so to speak, around emotional eating or around weight loss. But I don't think we always hear things that are real and that are raw and that are the obstacles that really prevent us from making change. And so in that, we don't really know where to look because we don't know what's hiding. I recognized years ago that many patients were doing, many of my clients, and then, and then obviously I learned from them to look at myself and realize how much I did it, that, that in our homes, we continue to walk the same path over and over and over again. I call it a tread pattern. Now, usually tread patterns we find on carpets, which you'll hear more about in a minute, tires, shoes. And what I've also found is that we have tread patterns in our home. Now, they could be in our carpet, on our carpet, or our hardwoods, or our tiles. It's where we walk the most, right? It's how we move around our house, when, where, and how 
we get around our house and where we go back and forth all the time, right? The stairs tend to have a high tread wear or tread pattern, but there's other parts of our house that have a high traffic area or high tread pattern. So you'll see the carpet matted down more, maybe dirtier or hardwood scuffed more. Now, here's why I noticed that, not because I'm gonna talk tonight about carpets or hardwoods or tiles, but because I recognized long ago that the tread pattern that somebody does within their home can really show us how you move forth in your evening or your daytime and what can lead to habitual patterns of eating. So if you ever noticed that there was, you know, a, a tr intense tread pattern from your couch to your pantry, right? That might be a tread pattern that's overused for you. Could be from your kitchen to your front door. So some people come in their front door and they go straight to the kitchen. Those are tread patterns. And, and why they're so important is because they show us habits. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. I recognized in, in my house, it's been going on for a long time, unbeknownst to me, <laughs> except I'm the one that kept picking up after it. You know, we have uh, an area where my kids are supposed to throw their shoes kind of more towards the back of the house by the laundry room. But I'm constantly finding shoes at the front door. So everybody comes in the front door and then there's flip-flops and there's sneakers and there's boots all kicked off in and around the front door. And I kept telling my kids, please put it back in the shoe room. Please put them back in the shoe room. Now, regardless of what you might think about me as a mom, instead of continuing to harp on my children, I took a step back and said, wait a minute. Maybe, just maybe, that's not the tread pattern in our home. And so what if I put a basket by the front door, and so when they came in, they'll actually put their shoes in that basket, and we can still keep the other room for something else. And so that's what I did. And recognize that that was a tread pattern that was happening in our home. These tread patterns happen in our own lives. They happen in our homes, and they happen with our food. It said, he who treads softly goes far. And I'm going to go farther than that to say, if you understand and recognize the tread patterns in your home, you'll even go farther. Years ago, I remember figuring out the way people move around their house and the distinct pattern and sometimes an instinctual pattern, right? When we move from the couch to the pantry and back again, couch to pantry and back again. I have a friend that moves from her upstairs loft down her stairs to the kitchen and back up the stairs to the upstairs loft with more snacks. Or maybe we go from the front door to the refrigerator, like I said, or maybe we come through the garage door and go straight to our kitchen. I can even remember for myself, I thought about one of the biggest tread patterns I now look back and remember is when I was in graduate school, I had to write something called a thesis, <laughs> which still gives me, um, I don't know, some kind of feelings. I mean, Joy when I finished, lots of intense emotions during the process. 
And I remember for about four months, I was glued to my computer, literally glued. And I, for every, you know, every hour I would take a break and get up and go get a cup of tea and maybe a snack, but always a cup of tea because I was trying to keep myself awake to do this intense thesis that I decided to do. And then I come back and then back from my computer, my room, back up to the kitchen and back again, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I probably did wear the carpet out in that apartment. It'd be interesting to go back and look at that. But those patterns can become ingrained in us and we don't even recognize that they're there and they fuel eating. They really do. Because what they do is become unconscious. It becomes unconscious that we walk straight from the front door back to the kitchen and we open the refrigerator and look in it. I've even caught myself or my children sometimes just opening the fridge and then going, I don't even know why I'm doing that. I'm not hungry. I don't want anything to eat. But it might have been part of that tread pattern of whatever was developed. So why do we why do we have these trade patterns? Because we, we all do. They're there. If you get off the call and start to think about it, and I'm going to tell you how to do that in a minute. Why do we have them? We, we have them. We know they're there. We don't recognize it. I'll teach you a way to recognize it in just a second. But we develop these patterns because they're instinctual, I believe. Not many people talk about tread patterns. In fact, if you Google tread patterns, you can't find anything. So I can't find new research on tread patterns because there's nothing out there that I can find. But I believe that these tread patterns are instinctual, almost primal. If you go back, 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 back in time to primal era, to when we lived in tribe, you know, there are a lot of instinctual tread patterns that we did in our tribal community. So I believe there's an instinctual pattern or nature to what we're doing when we have these tread patterns, right? So for a tribe, it could be from going from the tent, walking down to the water to get water, and then coming back, right? It, those paths we know that worked, that got us what we wanted. So I believe there's an instinctual nature to understanding our tread patterns in our home, our apartment, our townhome, wherever we live. I also recognize that that instinct can form into a habit. It is habitual. When we do habits over and over again, without questioning them, then they become patterns in our home. Just like we look at behavior patterns or emotional patterns or eating patterns, we need to look at patterns in our home. How do we walk through our home? And then where does food come up with respect to that? How often do you look in the refrigerator? How often do you open up the pantry? Where does your eyes go? Where do you walk back and forth to? So where are the tread patterns in your home? Where do they lead? If you eat at night in front of the television, well, then do you go from there to the refrigerator or the pantry? And then do you go back? If you have a carpet, you could sometimes look at the most used places because you'll see the scuff marks. But there's another way that you can do that. One of the things that I looked at way back when with clients is I started to realize these tread patterns really fostered 
the ritual of eating. If, I want you to hear that again. They foster the ritual of eating. These tread patterns do that because they enable us to stay in this kind of habit and then it becomes a ritual, like making tea or coffee in the morning, right? For many people, they don't think about it. They walk down the stairs or out of their bedroom. They turn the water on. They pour the coffee in. They put the water in the coffee or however they make it, right? It becomes that, that ritual that this is what I just do. And rituals can become, can provide us with safety and security and even comfort. Many people that have gone without tea or coffee, if they're tea or coffee drinkers in the morning, are not only suffering from withdrawal from that caffeine, but they can suffer from withdrawal from that ritual because it becomes a part of our safety and our security. One of the ways you can really understand yourself better in understanding your tread patterns is to recreate an aerial map of your house. Now, in E3, in End Your Emotional Eating, the, on uh, the online course I was talking about, we actually kind of developed an aerial map for you. Um, but you can do that with just using a piece of paper and recognizing, you know, where is your kitchen, where is your dining room, where is your living room, and making little blocks to kind of look at that. And then you can start to figure out, okay, when I sit here at night, how many times do I go to this room and back, or that room and back? When I come in the front door, do I always go to the same place? And then where does that lead me to next? So you can start to map it out. It becomes a series of arrows of what it looks like in your home. I've had many clients that walk through their front door or through their garage door and go straight to the kitchen. Now, that habit can be formed, that ritual can be formed by the specific home that you live in right now, or it can be formed by the home you grew up in which is super interesting to me. The psychodynamic piece of this is recognizing where our history comes into our present. Not so that we have to change our history, but more so that so we could change our present day. So do you come in straight from the garage door or the front door straight into your kitchen? And then is that where you put your things down? And then is that where you look in the pantry or go to the refrigerator. If that's the case, then how often have you been in that tread pattern for? And is that tread pattern serving you? Obviously, a person running into their house because they know they're late with getting dinner on the table, running to the kitchen one time, grabbing everything out of the kitchen, starting the prep work, etc. That's that's not necessarily a tread pattern. When we do something over and over again, right, it becomes that tread pattern. And then recognizing how that might be fueling our eating. Are you really hungry? Did you really take that pause? Are you just going there because you've always done it? Have you really thought about it? Have you not? How close is your aerial view of your current home similar to other homes in your past? How close is your tread pattern to your past? 
I have many people that move homes and expect their rituals or habits to go away. And they can for a short time. But the truth is, if you don't work with them in your specific environment, they can pop right back up because we're just creatures of habit, right? That's who we are as human beings. And you can change that, but you've got to be really conscious about the change. In order to really work with your own tread patterns, one, you've got to assess where they're coming into play for you, how often and in which direction do you move? Does it fuel your eating? Even if you're eating vegetable sticks, it's still a road to disaster because going back and forth from couch to TV with veggie, I mean, to couch to pantry with veggie sticks in a few months can lead to couch to pantry for chips. It's really that tread pattern that you've got to look at or break. So once you assess that, then understand where the obstacle is. So if it's coming in the front door and going straight to the kitchen, what if you tried to come in a different door, a back door, a side door, a garage door? Or what if you kept your stuff in your car for a few minutes, took a walk down the block, then came back to your car and got really intentional about walking inside your house and going straight up to your bedroom where you could change, take a quick shower if you need to, relax for a minute, and then go back downstairs. So there's many different ways to reset a tread pattern. And if you have tread patterns on tires, you change the tire to the other side of the car. You balance the tires and or you put new tires on. We can do that with the tread patterns in our house. If it's going from couch to pantry, couch to pantry, well, what if you moved around your couches? What if you moved around your living room? What if the environment started to look different so the tread pattern was not the same? Or what if you move things around in your pantry? What if you put the chip bags up high? What if you kept the prep food you need to prep like pasta or rice or things of that nature that needs more of a cooking that you're not really going to eat raw in eye level? What if you move things around in other ways? You see, once you make things conscious, you have the ability to change. It's in that change that we find our ultimate freedom. It's in the reckoning and awareness that allows us to move towards that. And sometimes what you're most afraid of doing is the very thing that will set you free. That's from Robert too. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.